the project. Kuwait. Learn. All right. In today's episode, we're going to sit down with Kuwait's fittest man of 2018, Rob Scalacci. Rob Scalacci. <laughs> it, took a, it took us a while to get <laughs> it his name right. It took us a whole right. episode to figure out how to say it. So Rob is the head coach at the Borough Gym here in Kuwait, and he gives a good breakdown on the difference between being a competitive CrossFitter and using CrossFit as a training for general health and wellness. So he really hits on some points of those of you that may be intimidated on what's been popularized uh, as CrossFit, which is the sport. And it turns out that there's a whole lot of CrossFit going on that is not the sport. So that's what we get into today. Yeah, so Rob gives us a great background about himself, how he started CrossFit and uh, and how he's got to, to where he is in Kuwait now. As I said, Kuwait's uh, fittest male. Um, and yeah, gives us a good insight into how he coaches and because he's been coaching now for the past five years. So a pretty long time uh, in CrossFit terms. So we'll get a good idea of what's going on in his brain and how he programs for the guys at the borough. It was an awesome episode. I mean, he was very articulate, well-spoken, broke things down really well. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from coming from a, a newbie perspective, so to speak, in CrossFit and understanding what on-ramping was, <laughs> which was like a five-minute discussion. And then we finally got the breakdown of it, which was awesome because it's it's amazing how that doesn't exist here. And it would be awesome if it was brought in later on. Yeah, that's so, great. Sit back and enjoy another CrossFit episode. And when you're done, watch The Lion King. Yes. <laughs> You'll understand later on. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll, You'll get, get it. it. You'll get it. Enjoy. All this and more in today's episode. Welcome to the project. You are. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rob. You just introduced him. Thanks, Rob. Oh, sorry. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, I'm supposed yeah. to. Look, oh, yeah. Sorry. I just I don't pay attention to where I'm looking when I have the headphones on. <laughs> but that's just me all all the time. So, but uh, Rob, welcome to the project. Thank you. Coach over at one of the local boxes here in Kuwait. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've been, oh, I've been coaching. Oh, wait, for a sorry. Long time. I got to cut you off on this. Fittest athlete in Kuwait for 2018, right? Yeah, in the yeah we got to throw yeah, that yeah. one on there. Finished I got to throw first. that one out there. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. Regionals, actually. Yeah, this yeah. year made the cut to regionals. But uh, yeah, so I've been coaching now for, in CrossFit for a long time now, thinking about it. Maybe since 2012, 11, actually taking CrossFit classes. And then before that, I was playing like a lot of rugby. So literally, my whole life was evolved around playing rugby played like quite a high level like uh played semi-professional was able to represent my uh, country england counties standard so like literally everything was rugby rugby based and then used crossfit as a tool to like help with conditioning but like at first i never even heard of crossfit so that was sort of like what i was using for conditioning and then i was like introduced into it i was like oh i've, I've done this stuff before but i didn't know it had a name so then slowly translated from rugby out of that into crossfit and then the rest is history. It was just CrossFit nonstop, coaching it and training it and then slowly competing into it. That was literally from, yeah, 2011, 2012, all the way up to now. And where, whereabouts were you when you were coaching there? Uh, so I, I originally first started coaching in a box in uh, Hartford called CrossFit Hartford, which is now CrossFit Huntsman. It's a great box, but it was like a small, small gym above a car park, but above a uh, mechanics where they was like fixing cars underneath. We had free squat racks. And there was like sometimes 15, 20 people coming in for one class. And we're doing squats today. And we're like, crap, like, okay, let's try and partner up. Let's try and get it all done. But it was a great time. Learned a lot there. And again, this was such a diverse, like, we had dads, mums, football players, people's, uh, like, even nans and 
granddad's coming into class and everyone's doing what's on the board today. We're scaling it. We're making every work for everyone. But again, we had such a community spirit in this, what was like such a small place. Then as obviously membership grew, we got bigger and bigger. So we had to expand and we got into a massive place. And then we changed CrossFit Huntsman. And again, it just grew and grew and grew, the place did. And so did all the members that came. And the community got bigger. Again, different abilities, different levels, all coming in and out of the box. But the main thing everyone was doing, what was on that day's program, what was programmed that day. And when I first started uh, taking a class, you say, is I, I didn't do any programming. I was like, what was on the board was what I just coached. I just knew what was the day before, looked at it, called us on pro. Then as we progressed and years got on, I was then in charge of like full programming for the full facility, which at the time I was like, oh crap, like what if people turn around and like, I don't like this, like yeah. this sucks what this guy's doing. They yeah, are, right? but like, they yeah, always but, will too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like as I like found out, yeah, you can't please everyone. Someone's always going to have a problem or a issue, but uh, the majority of them like seemed to really enjoy it, we made a lot of progress. Guys were hitting like lifting new numbers, hitting new PRs learning new skills and abilities, which was always great to see. And like a real buzz for me in CrossFit especially is like, you may have someone like a uh, great, great example is I used to have a guy to come in and he must have been pushing late fifties now. He didn't have no real, he wanted to be fit and healthy. So he wasn't like, oh, I need to do muscle ups or I need to do handstand pushups. But through time, through progress, just following the progressions, coming to class, showed up every morning, 7 a.m. Lo and behold, like this year, he's doing bar muscle ups in a frigging workout. Not even thinking about it. He's just like throwing up there. He sticks to the weights he knows he can do, but nothing holds him back. But when he first came into the gym, he wasn't even bothered by it. He wasn't even like, oh, I need to do that. Or he wasn't like, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm going to get injured doing this. I, I probably, this isn't the right place for me. We gave him scaling options. We gave him like different things to work on. And just as it just naturally progressed, he kept seeing other people doing it. He was like, I've got the strength. I can do that. I can put these pieces together. I can understand this movement. And one day he's like, you know, I'm going to give it a go. And he flew straight up there. So it was like pretty cool to see. And he's like, yeah. oh crap, this guy, like out of nowhere, which is pretty cool to see. So I was, must have been a Hunsper now for over five, over five years. So that was like the bulk of my uh, coaching and like programming years there. So quick question. When you took over programming, did you kind of keep that same model of like, this is the program of the day and this is what we all do within the gym, whether you're trying to go for a competition or you're this 50 year old so, and you just kind of scaled from there that's a good question so to start with it was uh i was like i didn't want to like veer off too much from what guys are used to so i was like i'll try and keep the same blend of what we're doing programming wise obviously i want it to be my own take on it as well so originally i just try and kept it within the realms of what we were doing in the previous place with scaling options for the day so basically what i would do i draw out like a 12-week program of like a, a strength program and the wads would be all of the workout today, the conditioning section would be filled in weekly or two weeks at advance, just so like I was ahead of time because see what was going on. But with that, then we have guys coming in, I want to compete. I need to be doing muscle-ups. I need to be doing bar muscle. I need to learn handstand walking. I need to learn this. Then there's the mums and dads coming in like, I don't care about this. Like I'm wasting 20, 25 minutes of class. So like once I finished one cycle, I, was, I designed a new cycle. I was like, right, do you know what? We're going to have compete and fit. Guys that care about health and fitness, you're going to do this part of the program. Guys that want to compete, you're going to do this part of the program. It's, it's ideally the same program, but with just two complex areas. So, for instance, take the bar muscle up. Guys want to do bar muscle ups. They may be doing bar muscle ups, chest to bar pull ups, whatever progressions we had written up there for these guys. The guys that didn't really care about them, just want to stay fit and healthy. They may be doing strict pull ups, ring rows, this sort of stuff. That's going to keep shoulders in the back strong and healthy. 
translate to them every day. You're not really going to see much bent over roads in a competition. But for them, this ideal is what they need. For the guys who compete, it's also what they need. So to start with, again, it was like I'm trying to tailor for everyone, like keep everyone happy, which is good and bad. Like luckily we had the coaching staff where we had two or three guys on that could, like two guys could take to compete, one or two guys could take the fit and we could veer off and then everyone would come together for the actual class workout. And again, it would be scout options from all levels. So let's say we had guys doing snatches in a workout. Some guys are doing the RX of like 135 pounds power snatches. But then way down, we've got mum of two doing dumbbell snatches. But again, they're still getting the same workout in. They're still getting the same stimulus, but they're working to the level. They're not, you have to do a power snatch. I'm going to load the bar up. You've got to do it. Anyway means you've got to get it up overhead with regardless of your form or technique. I've been to boxes where you've seen that rest like power snatches, right? I'm doing power snatches as well. Which one's power snatches again? It's, it's that one. And it's like, okay, let's take it back a couple of steps. You don't need to do power snatches today. If you're asking me, what is it? Why don't we make it a little bit more of a simpler movement, like a dumbbell snatch, a little bit easier to understand, especially when you're breathing heavy in the middle of a workout. So that was sort of like where the program started to develop into next. And then that seemed to work pretty well. Like I was really pleased how it was going. Like guys seemed to love it because they could literally come into the board, see what they were doing that day or check their Waterfire apps that we had. And was like, oh, cool, I'm doing that. I'm doing single leg step ups. I'm doing single leg glute bridges, this sort of stuff. And other guys like, oh, cool, I'm working on my, I'm building to like a heavy five back squad or whatever the complex movement was for today as well for the guys that wanted to compete versus the guys that wanted to just stay fit and healthy. So did you have guys like who are doing, say, for example, guys who are doing the fit program, but then if they compete, they had uh, like it was skills or things that they could do. So would they like, yeah, they, oh, yeah. they start to Well, we had cherry pickers over. then. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so there were guys, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I want to do the fit strength, but come the workout. Oh, no, I'm not scaling back the, the, the RX weights. I got to do 135 power cleans or I got to do this. What's your one rep max? Uh, 155. All right, let's, let's rein it back in a little bit. Why don't you go 95 and keep the technique good? Oh, let me just start 135. And it's that constant battle of being a coach, especially of like, you want them to push. You don't want to feel like you're constantly saying no and holding them back, holding them back. But then on the other side, it's like, you're going to hurt yourself, man. Like this is 90, 95% and you've got to do 20 reps of it. You're just asking for trouble. Trouble. Yeah. You're catching it in a bad position. You're receiving it in a bad position. Let's drop it down to a weight that you can move a little bit more comfortably, a little bit more safely. Yeah. It's that or it's like they start off at 145 and then it's like in the middle of the workout, they want to just take a little bit of weight off yeah. and they keep taking weight off. And it's like, well, now you've blown the whole stimulus yeah, at the exactly, point of what right? I was trying to get or you to do. Or it's like, I'll load the like, bar. <laughs> I'm going to leave these plates here on the side just in case. Just in case, yeah. Just in case, see how I feel. I always tell people, I'm like, commit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, either put these back or put these on and put the heavier weights back. Yeah. You don't need to do this. Yeah, but that's something that comes on the yeah. coach side too. Just let people know what the intention yeah. is with the the class and the program. And it yeah. sounds like everybody had that that good generalization yeah. of knowing what's my intention. Yeah, like you guys come in wouldn't even like I would like read out the fit and I'm like right, I'm gonna get ready for fit. Didn't even bother listening to what the computer was like. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, which was great. And then the other guys are like, oh maybe, or well, maybe today I'll do a little bit of compete, or maybe I'll just stay into fitness. Do you think CrossFit boxes now, from what you're saying and the last point you brought up, like the last word you just said? You know, you think there's kind of a shift going towards the competitive atmosphere in a box and it's kind of scaring some, you know, scaring your average guys yeah, away I mean, from the sport, you know, or away from the health and fitness, fitness aspect yeah. of it. I, I mean, like, I can see how intimidating it can be when you walk into a CrossFit class and you're seeing, let's say, like the five o'clock class going, you've got guys like sprinting around the box, throwing barbells around, jumping off the rig and you're like, what is going on? But uh, I think, no, I think like the majority of the boxes and the majority of the boxes memberships don't want to compete. Like competitive CrossFit is actually quite a small membership 
and like not many boxes make make good money out of just being a competitive box like it's not a very big like it's not a very big money maker forum but the it's health and fitness popular, right? yeah yeah it's it's the health and fitness, the mums, the dads, the aunties, the uncles, the word of mouth come. I'm having a great CrossFit session. I just turn up. Everything I need to do is pretty much taken care of, like from start to finish my warm up, my strength, my skills. Like I'm learning new stuff daily. It's not just, okay, we're coming in, we're doing back and biceps today. I'm doing like this sort of stuff. It's like new stuff, always evolving and getting a great conditioning workout at the end as well. Sometimes I'm not even doing that. Like I've been in the classes, I program stuff where we didn't do the WOD, the high max that we did. A whole stress of like, single leg, single arm work, corrective exercises, corrective drills. And to start with, people are like, whoa, 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 I need to like, okay, I'm going to stay after and do a little bit extra. I was like, well, today you don't need this. So tomorrow we're going to do all conditioning where you can really pull in the hard work and go sweat. But today let's take a step back. You'll feel better for it. It's what you probably need. And then we can go a little bit harder tomorrow rather than every single day, just like slamming yourself into the ground with workouts, which again, such a hard thing, probably for especially new people coming into CrossFit, like that mindset. Every day has got to be, like the finals of a competition. They're just slamming themselves in, going all out every single day when it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to spend like 20, 25 minutes just working on skills. And that's something to think about too, though. Like you're programming, assuming that somebody is coming to your class every day that it's available within the week. So you get someone who maybe shows up like one day in the week and it's one of those days and they're like, what the hell am I going to the gym for for this? I could have done this at home. And it's like, well, I'm assuming that, you know, and that's something to... And that was like, and when I come here, when I came into Q8, that was a big, again, like the first things I had showed from coach, like coaches, I'm going to do, oh, when can we do bar muscle-ups? When can I do ring muscle-ups? I'm like, how many strict chest to bar pull-ups can you do for instance? How many strict pull-ups? I like three or five. I thought, when you can give me five exactly strict chest to bar pull-ups from a dead hang from all the way pull-up, then we'll start looking into that. But to start with, you don't have any, you have no reason to be looking at bar muscle-ups. You don't have the strength for it to start with. So let's take a couple of steps back. Let's build up and go from there. And then this guy's, just want to just wanna do workouts, just want to work out. We just want to do what's, 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 what's. And then give it like, give it a month, two months, three months. Coach, I'm not progressing. I feel like I've hit a plateau. And it's like, okay, what are you doing? What have you been doing extra? Oh, I did like this workout. I saw I did that workout in the afternoon. I've been running real hard. Awesome, cool. I'm not really eating much either. I've not been sleeping much. It's like, oh, and you can't see like the pattern here, why you feel so burnt out. It's your programming. Yeah. 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 So that's another area that was like a big like oh that's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you don't want to be the bad guy always saying, No, stop doing that. Stop that. Don't do that. But sometimes you need to like rein people in and say first I always like to say is like, what are you training for? Like what are your goals? Why are you here? Because then also okay, yeah, actually no, yeah, it's true. I don't need to I don't need to do that. I don't need to quickly jump in with that workout I saw that looked cool. Because it's just it's just adding to your fatigue. And that's thing with overtraining um, on the women's side becomes really big because they'll they're jumping in on these classes and maybe it's one of those days where it's just kind of skill work. It's not the drop dead laying in a puddle of your own sweat, you know, at the end. Um, and what I just have to explain to them, especially if you're in a gym like where you coach, where you've got so many other options of classes, it's like you have to understand that these classes aren't programming yeah. with each other in mind. Yeah. So you want to go do my class and then you want to go do another class. Yeah. You have to understand these aren't programmed for you to be doing no. together in a day. So understand yeah. what's going on. And then it's body. also like we do have that where guys will come in and look at the board and be like, that looks boring. I don't want to do that. Right. I want to go do something else. Yeah. And it's just a bit like, oh. and then they're beat to beat for the next day. Yeah. Right? And it's always <laughs> like, matters, they've just yeah. come, they've just done one class and they come into your class and you're like, are you okay? You don't look too good. Yeah. I just did like a 45 minute workout already. Have you eaten anything? No, no. I ate at three o'clock or oh, six o'clock now. And you're like, what do you like? It's almost like common sense. What do you think you're going to feel like after doing all this? Right. And you're just like wrecking yourself. Yeah. 
But what about, I mean, right now, I, th- I think there's a lack of advertising for average Joe to come back to the box and work out again. I mean, when I, I first got into CrossFit, I hate a CrossFit. <laughs> what, what brought you into CrossFit? To what brought off? me into CrossFit was the competitive side. Yeah. I, I like competing with people. But before it was, oh, if I do CrossFit, I'm going to get hurt. You know, like, and that's the biggest misconception out there. And I think when you see, when I see the videos on your local boxes, uh, Instagram, for instance, it's always the guys doing the hardest moves, you know, like a, like a snatch or a clean or, yeah. you know, like they're doing something crazy. No one's recording an air squat and posting it. Yeah. I mean, look, come, yeah. let's try this. Yeah. Just keep it a little, yeah, <laughs> right there, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we bleed out the echo. <laughs> but no one's, yeah, you're right. No one's doing an air squat. No one's showing the mundane movements. I mean, um, you know, just, just so everyone knows, um, like throughout my experience with CrossFit, uh, I've had people say, Hey, you might just row for an hour. You got to get used to it. And people don't see that side of it. Like the older people, I've tried convincing my aunt, who's an older, older, younger lady. Um, cause if she hears this, she will kill me if I call her older, but to do CrossFit, she's like, no, 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 that that's, that's for crazy people, you know? And that's, it's because no one sees it. No one sees like, you know, like you'll see guys in our box, like Mark, all right, who's an older guy, very fit, very athletic. If I saw him walking into a gym, I'd get scared and walk out. <laughs> you know what I mean? was great is that Mark has only learned CrossFit from coming to the classroom. Wow. He didn't do it before. Wow. He didn't do anything before. And now, yeah, he's throwing bars, like throwing weights around. He didn't even think he could do now. He's doing like gymnastic movements that he never didn't even understand. didn't even know what some of them were. But now he knows it. He knows how to put it together. What's great about him, and he's a great example, is he knows his limits as well. He's not. I say he's got the. He's happy to say that was enough for today. That's enough. That felt good. Even like like from we're all guilty of him. Like that looked great. You could like you probably easily add some more weight to that. Like that looks so easy for you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm happy there. And it's a great attitude that he has. Like he just wants to stay in shape. He loves the classes. He loves the atmosphere of working with everyone. And he doesn't need to like every day kill himself, beat himself down every single day. He just works to his ability. If he needs to scale it, he'll scale it. He's not afraid to push a little bit harder or add that little bit of extra weight, but within reason, and which is what a lot of it, like, you need to also have be a little bit sensible as well when you're coming into class on yourself. But like you say, for people, like, they're like, my biggest pet peeve is people come to class and they're like, why don't you come do CrossFit? I don't know what to do. Or like, I don't know how to do CrossFit or I'm not fit enough for CrossFit. Well, the only you reason have, you get you have fit, a body. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I'm here for, to teach you how to do it. And the only reason you get fit at CrossFit is by doing CrossFit. It's that same classes. mentality of I need yeah. to get in shape before I go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like, well, you go there for that. Right. That's what will happen. And it's like, these guys are at the class at the moment. Do you think they was like secretly training away so then they were ready to come to CrossFit? No, they just, they just kept coming to class. They just kept coming. They were just consistent throughout. They just showed up day in, day out. And over time, they just got better and better. And it just naturally evolved. It wasn't like one day, all right, I've gone from zero to hero. You know, I put in the hours and it all paid off for them. It wasn't like they said they were just secretly training. Okay, now I'm at a fitness level where I can come to a CrossFit gym or a CrossFit class. CrossFit helps you get very conditioned, very fit in a, in a, in a short period of time as well. Like when I did CrossFit for my rugby training, my conditioning went through the roof because I had my best seasons because I was using CrossFit as a conditioning tool. Same thing with swimming for me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I never qualified for nationals. And then once we started yeah. adding that in, it just, it made just everything felt, yeah. better. But it is, it's hard because the, I, I was out of CrossFit before 
you guys had started in before the open had started before Reebok got involved and that's what popularized the sports side of it. And that's why people, when they see it, like yeah. all they're seeing is these elite crazy yeah, stories yeah. and these high level and skilled movements that you that's see. It, so yeah. it, it does, it's, it's what popularized it. But it's, if you go back to the very beginning of what CrossFit was, yeah. it was very much the, I mean, your 90 year old grandma and Olympic athlete can be working out together, yeah, yeah. essentially getting the same stimulus what the movements look different. Yeah, and that's but it's what's, so, that's what's great thing. about it, yeah. that you can have a class with such diverse abilities in one class doing what's respectively the same workout, but scaled to each and everyone's ability, which is great. And uh, yeah, like I say, like if you're going to come to a class or people come into class, they're like, I don't know what to do. Ask the coach, ask. Like there's no, if you don't know, your only reason you'll find out is by asking. Like we can't read your mind. Exactly. If you're not sure, let us know. And you always have that from guys all the time. Like, even now, it'll be like we're about to start the workout. I'll shout the workout out is what we're going to do just so everyone's got fresh. Any questions? Yeah, what is it again, coach? And I'm just like, oh, I've just said it. Like, but we've got to go through it again it's just so everyone's clear. Yeah, it's like the fifth time now. Yeah. It starts with a run to get off the rowing machine. Or could be literally like down. fives of everything. And they'll be like, we yeah. eight of these. And yeah. it's like, I never once said eight. Where did you get yeah. eight from? <laughs> oh, like my worst, and I have to be careful in our program, is it's a freeze ladder. So you always add three reps, three, six, nine, You're twelve. Right. Okay, coach. Yeah, I did three, six, nine, twelve. Three, six, nine, twelve. Three, no, no, you fifteen. There's more. You had a good workout. Yeah, yeah. perfect. That works. Yeah. So, what, what what would you say to the average average guy that sits behind a desk all day, who is, I'd say, ranging from thirty five to say fifty five, that needs to get healthier because we know Kuwait has like some alarming health statistics yeah, yeah. and. You know, you see a lot of, you know, I mean, we're number one in obesity and we yeah, have the yeah, best restaurants in the world, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, wonder why we're, yeah, I know, right? But what would you, what would you say to these guys if you have, you have the floor right now? So it's like, what's your, what's your elevator pitch to, to these guys that, that would say, Oh, I don't want to do CrossFit because I'll get hurt. I don't know what exercise to do. I don't know what form of health, you know, I don't know what form of fitness. Well, this uh, is it. Like if you don't up. know what to do. Your best, you're like the best thing for you to do is come to a class where you're being coached through it. It doesn't make sense for you to come to a gym on your own and just sit on the rowing machine or sit on the air bike for 10 minutes and think, cool, I did my 10 minutes of conditioning. I'm feeling good. I did five reps on the bench press. Cool. I'm feeling good. Come to a class where you are taught how to move, taught your technique, taught like correct positions. And you're basically, basically, yeah, literally coaches will hold your hand through a whole session taking you through everything from start to finish. Like, this is the one, this is exactly what we're going to be doing. Like, I've spent classes, which is probably not ideal for some of the guys that have been it, but also they've been in the class for a while, they know what they're doing. But I've almost spent a class with one person, like, constantly going over it with them because they're brand new and they just don't know what to do. I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, well, tough. You'll have to just, like, make it up as you go. Like, just look and copy. No, no, this is what you should be doing. Make sure your knees are tracking your toes. And if we're squalling, I'll keep that chest up a little bit. Not, oh, you've kind of got it. Oh, okay, don't worry. I need to look at these people as well. So do you I'm think, like, with, the, with that in mind, do you think that some people are nervous about coming to, like, a CrossFit because they've had bad experiences with bad coaches yeah, yeah. and things like that as well? Then that's, yeah, that's a bit of, like, that's a crappy thing as well. Like, in all areas of fitness, there's good and bad coaches, there's good and bad gyms. And if, yeah, you may come to a a CrossFit gym and get a bad experience and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, like, forget this. I'm not doing CrossFit. This sucks. Like I didn't get anything I wanted. I didn't get helped. I just got left on my own. I felt like, like I've, I've had people come to CrossFit and they felt like I felt like I was like a burden to the class. Like I was like holding everyone back when like, I always have to like, you have to remind everyone, like everyone started from the beginning. Like everyone didn't know how to do these movements to start with. You all had to start somewhere. So this is what like 
I've always been involved in communities that have been real helpful. So they will help people out. Like even to like to say, oh, kettlebells are over here. So come with me. I'll come. I'll show you where to go. I think people get excited to have yeah. someone new in the class and they yeah. kind of want to help coach each yeah, other yeah, in that yeah. aspect, yeah. Um, which can be helpful, you know, in, in, a line. in some ways, but yeah, there yeah. is a line. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. with that. But how do you feel then about like on-ramp type classes and getting people to go through a process yeah, yeah. like so that? That was another, yeah, we had that in my place in the UK, which was, which was like perfect really, which was a great setup because we had guys come in that would do the on-ramp, the fundamentals, learn the basics like squat, press, deadlift, some weightlifting, some gymnastic skills. So they had a good base and an idea that when they come into class, they didn't feel like... Lost. Yeah, lost and like, oh, okay, what do I do? But also I'm a little bit scared to put my hand up and go like, what's that? What do I do? Because you've got like 15 people in a class. Again, you feel like you're a burden. So they had an understanding of what they were doing. Also, like we knew as coaches, okay, this person is new or has just finished on-ramp. So let's just make sure they're refreshed. They know what they're doing. A lot of stuff we was going through the warm up literally led into the rest of the class. So it all translated from one to another. So then as they progressed, we have guys now that did the on ramp class who are now almost like leading classes. Right. Uh, like, yeah, like, and again, they've just picked up technique and they've got stronger, they've got healthier, they've got fitter, they've improved their range of motion in like movement patterns just from coming to classes. Didn't do anything special, didn't do anything extra. They wanted to get fit and healthy. And that's what happened. They didn't have to like take these magic pills or, do this magic program on the side they just come to class consistency yeah consistency pays off yeah similarly i got another question follow-up what would you tell the young kids you know the 15 to 20 year olds look i've got two kids that dropped out of baseball last year i'm really proud of them they're doing they're doing some good work right now and they've moved to crossfit you know they've got you know i guess they have like a crossfit box at their school now which is pretty cool i think that's amazing yeah, that's because you're in school yeah, Real bit, yeah i mean it's it's awesome because, especially here in kuwait yeah. because you're yeah. encouraging movement and you're encouraging yeah, physical yeah. activity but what would you tell them when it comes to learning how to compete and finding you know a good crossfit coach because yeah. i think that's probably the most important thing especially Definitely. at a young age yeah yeah like your young age you've got to be like a sponge you've got to like soak up as much information as you can don't be afraid to ask questions. Even if you think it's stupid, just ask, ask, ask. Find out as much information. But they say, first of all, you've got to find a good coach. And again, that's another tough, bit tough, especially at Kuwait. Like, where do you go? Where do you see? There's a lot of coaches about here. If you have friends, ask these guys. Or if you know guys that have been competing and you want to get in the competing, like competitive side of CrossFit, then ask some of these guys that are competing. Like a few of us have been competing for like four, four or five years now. So we've got a good idea of what it's like, what it takes for like training wise everything that goes in and around that, that it's not going to be every single, like don't watch a day in the life of some of the CrossFitters because that's not what you're going to be doing every single day. You're not doing five workouts every day for the next, like the next four or five months. But and then also understand, learn your fundamentals, learn the foundation of your movement patterns, especially. If an on-ramp class isn't yeah. offered, I think it's it's completely okay to maybe, if you're really that nervous yeah. about it, then go for a few PTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll probably, you know, find out what kind of quality coach you're dealing yeah, with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you'll feel more comfortable as well. Yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah. not only are you seeing the coach, like the same faces that you really coach with, he or she knows Okay, I've been doing one to one. I know that they can do this movement, or they're a little bit too sketchy at this, or right. they haven't quite got this dialed down. So I can scale it back from just for the sake of the workout. And yeah, they're learning stuff on the side that's going to translate into the class, and yeah. they can pull them like you, like if you're doing an on ramp class or a fundamentals with a PT. I, I mean, ideally, I would say that they're going to be doing that. What's going to be geared to the classes as well? So like 
if I did a PT of a client on Monday, but I know they're coming in on Tuesday, I'd probably incorporate some of Tuesday's workout on Monday. So when they come, it's not completely fresh in their mind. They're like, oh, we did this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So well, people have different uh, learning rates as well. Yeah, right? exactly, so some yeah. people, like, if they're all doing an on wrap at the same time, yeah. then some people are going to learn straight away, yeah. like, even though they haven't done it. And then some yeah, people yeah, are going to take it. a couple of sessions. Yeah, not so. everybody's awesome like me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fake laugh, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I used to make fake laugh. That's why she is the smarter one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the gym I came from, we had to, we had to take people through 10 one-on-ones before they oh. could join class and now it's developed into an on-ramp thing because they couldn't keep up with demand of 10 yeah, yeah. one-on-ones with people yeah, but that's like us like we had there was 10 hours classes. before you get into yeah, class they were sold great. out weeks yeah. and months in advance yeah and which is great to see yeah but then you had some guys going to on-ramp and they were like even then they were like this is too hard yeah this is so bad yeah <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> here we don't really see on-ramps that much not at all. because so, i think what, the patients what, what is an arm ramp like well it's the, usually going exactly through all the. What it is. There's I mean, nine yeah. foundational movements you can probably. Because I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not. an expert, and I'm yeah. like, oh, what the hell's an honor ramp? Maybe you can look. This is why I'm on the show. <laughs> so, like, oh, that's, that's probably even yeah. a good testament. If you don't know what an on ramp is, then that's like, and you've been in CrossFit in Kuwait. Yeah. Like, the fact that actually I don't, don't actually know a box that does like, on ramp in, like, in Kuwait. That's the thing. Uh, they they don't have it. Fundamentals. Yeah. There's four four hours. We like tried to bring it into over our place. Like yeah, we just. So just, because of the the class, it just didn't yep. didn't pick up, yep. and it's like, oh, okay. When we started the burrow, we tried to this yeah, died out yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Basically, fundamentals class on ramp is basically taking you through the fundamentals of CrossFit. So this is where you're going to learn, and I use a lot of it's just with a PVC pipe and a wall ball. Like so, it's like you're not stacking up weights, but you're going to learn how to back squat, front squat, overhead squat, deadlift, press, push press, split jerk, uh, push jerk. So I've done split jerk as well, guys. Adding weightlifting, yeah, it. get a bit of an yeah. understanding of what it. At least they've seen it and they understand what it looks like. Because some people you'll say, we're going to do split jerks today. And they're like, what? Well, we're going to do snatch. So yeah. this is what it looks like. This is the movement. This is it in its basics forms. We're going to like go through it just so you understand. But we're not going to perfect you in the next 20 minutes. We're going to get through the whole class. But just it's so you guys It's basically terminology. Yeah. It's, it's being able to understand. Of, so that when know. you come to the, the whiteboard or the blackboard, that you're not the you person who's like, like just yeah. like, what is going on? And rowing yeah. is, a, is a big thing to go over in fundamentals yeah. too because yeah. there's a lot of shitty rowing technique people out there. People don't know how to row. <laughs> Dude, people don't know how to row. Yeah. And it took me, before I used to just kind of grab and just pull, jerk, do whatever the hell yeah, I had to do to God. get the calories up. And now I'm like, wow. People row and they so actually much take energy. that as they're going to just row with their arms and forget any other part of the body. So, I mean, as I said, it's a testament to the fact that like... There is there is no one ramping Kuwait. The fact that like you haven't heard of it. Oh yeah, there's yeah. there's a lack of there's a lack of fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's Big it's time. massively because we we've I think every box that I've been to has tried to do one. Yeah, and like and it's just purely for the patience of the public. Yeah, like because they just don't want like it, it's boring. It takes some time, but like for most people, it's necessary. Even if like some guy knows how to squat. I mean, generally squatting here, like the pattern is better than in the yeah, UK. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause, I mean, like, the, yeah, the lower body flexibility and mobility is a little bit better than UK. But like, so they might be bored during the squat, but then as soon as we get to like an overhead press, like they might be bodybuilders for a couple of years. And then there's like all sorts of like forward motion going on. Yeah. yeah. No lockout. Um, really. Yeah. And then they get to the jerks and the things that like actually these, then we're getting to the movements that people are starting to learn some things, but then some people are still trying to get the squat. And so it's like, again, there's kind of different rates, but people find them boring. Like at the beginning, they want to just get straight into yeah. just smashing themselves up. I mean, yeah. If you give someone a PVC pipe, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, they're like, what is like? What is this? I can make you sore with a PVC but, pipe. Yeah, <laughs> we start, yeah, we start holding in these positions and hold it, hold it, and they're sweating. It's like, what's yeah. up? What's wrong? I thought yeah. 
this was nothing. So yeah. ba- basically, yeah. an on ramp position, um, uh, an on on ramp class. It's courses of it. a yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like living. Like, <laughs> or it's so basically for, <laughs> for, for the average person, <laughs> go to your local gym and say, start this up because that's where you're going to learn all the fundamentals. That's where you're going to learn how to squat down, overhead press, yeah. and everything. It's kind of like, I mean, I'll relate this to baseball like everything else I do in life. You know, that's kind of like teaching someone how to throw a ball for the first time. It's like, look, your body position has to be perfect. You can't throw 300 feet until you know how to throw five feet, so to speak, right? I mean, I think that's the best way to put it for average people. Yeah, we need to know the mechanics and the breakdown of the movement. And not to get bored. Like, you need this. You need this so that you can progress later on. Whereas, I mean, people will see it as boring and they'll go to the you know, the shake your booty class or whatever, you know, whatever is going on instead. No, I mean, realistically, look, classes are really good and it depends on the trainer and the program. But if you're going to a class just to sweat and just to get beat into the ground, you're probably doing more harm than good. Whereas if you go to some of these classes where you have the mobility work that's getting worked into it and, you know, stuff like that, and you're learning the the, the basics, you're going to be fair. You're going to be better off, way better off later on. Yeah, I say even if like, even if, like I say, here especially, there isn't like circus gym when we know that that she does an on-wrap and if you can't get to that place, don't be afraid to maybe ask the coach or the coaches there, can I maybe buy some PTs with you? Just so I can be up to speed with the classes. I don't want to be like, I feel like I'm holding back people. So could maybe we just go over some of the stuff or... Yeah, I think generally most yeah. coaches as well, if you just but, say, yeah. can I just grab five minutes of your time yeah. just to go through this real quick? And that's it, yeah. Then don't be like, afraid to ask. Yeah, like if, if, if they've got time, then generally people will yeah. be like, yeah, no worries. Like it's in between yeah. the time I'm eating and grabbing a coffee or whatever, like I help you. Um, so yeah, I think it's just not being afraid to ask. Yeah, that's a big thing. Will yeah. you actually buy me a coffee? Both coaches, all coaches in this room. <laughs> if you ask nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see I'm, I'm always like, huh, can, I, can I send this dude this video and get some critiques from him also and get some feedback? But then I'm like, but he's not my coach. I don't pay him. Can I do that? You know, wh- where, where, where do you guys all stand on that? Like if, if you have someone that's in your class and they took a video of themselves doing a snatch, all right, let's use one of one of, one of the tough movements, all right? I just say that because I was going to send the video to someone. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But w- w- how would you guys feel if you got that? I would welcome it. I I'd would welcome abs- it. Yeah, I would definitely welcome that. And I tell my my girls in group classes that I have in the morning too. It's like if you're doing something at home and you feel you have questions about something, definitely send it. But I get clients that'll send me like articles and videos of other things like, is this a good movement? Or, you know, this person says this about this and they'll ask for my feedback on it. And I welcome that absolutely because not only does it challenge and reaffirm what I think I know, but it's going back to that beginner mindset. And it's like, they'll send me an article of something that's so basic in my mind of something that I learned many years ago that's just become second nature. I'm like, I didn't know that they, people find this interesting or that yeah, they yeah, find this like surprising yeah. about fitness, you know? So uh, I absolutely would welcome someone doing that for sure. Yeah. And like with, the, yeah, like with movement patterns as well, I'd rather they did send it than we could be like, okay, this is what you're doing, but you, this is a little bit off. Or when you try this setup or fix that a little bit, rather than keep reinforcing this bad pattern and they come to class, you're like, you wasn't doing that last week or you wasn't mm. doing that two weeks ago. What happened? And like, oh yeah, I've been doing it at home. It's like, oh, okay, you've built up these bad habits now. Now we need to take a step back, which is frustrating for you and a little bit for us. And now we need to take like the steps back to go more steps forward. Right. Which they're a bit like, oh, uh, I thought I was doing so well. It felt so good, but it's like, oh no, you was like pulling out of your arm or you just wasn't doing something correct. And I think as a coach, it's an opportunity as well. Like give them that little bit of information of what you see in that video, but then it can also be the opportunity of like, hey, I can see that you're really committed and you're interested. Maybe let's take a session and work on it one-on-one. So I I think, I mean, I want to circle back to this because you mentioned and you did talk, you did talk about it in depth, but I do want to circle back to the point that if you see Josh, Josh Bridges program, 
don't go and do what he's doing. Yeah. Like if you see Rob working out and Liam working out, don't go and try and pick up a barbell with like 400 pounds on it. It's just not happening. You know, when, yeah. you know, some guys, and I'm that person. Yeah, well, I mean, I've it's, seen, it's yeah. Josh Bridges' workout because it's for Josh Bridges. Yeah, but so that's he, why he does he it. He advertises it to the masses. But yeah, and, but that's yeah, how like, make money. And it's, yeah, it's the fun, sexy stuff that everyone sees. That's it. Yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah. wants to do that. But they didn't see him like 7 a.m. in the morning rowing for like half an hour, 45 minutes. That's yep. not sold. That's not like plastered all over the pictures. Come by my program. We can sit on a rower together for 45 minutes. Who's buying that program? <laughs> Who's like, yeah, actually, yeah, no, no, that, that looks good. Yeah. So, yeah. And but that's, that's where the community oh, side a, stuff is so nice because yeah. it's like you'll hop on the rower with your buddies at the and gym now maybe so and now bad. you can do it and you put on, we used to do that all the yeah, time. Yeah. I think we put on like a the Lion King soundtrack or something one time and it was like, and then that's we talk about our memories of the movie. Fun. Yeah. It was that's fun. That doesn't sound like fun at all. It's this good conversation. It's how bad this is. This was here. No, it's fucking guys. It's I'm going to get pissed now. It started good conversation and that's like, I think the community side is that the importance of group classes is that yeah, a lot yeah. of times your movement just needs other people around and yeah. it also needs to relate to things that are outside of just how much weight did you put on yeah. the bar yeah. and other things like that. So it sparked some damn good conversation yeah. and we bonded. And the expense of that, that is you have important. to listen to the line. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's risk versus reward. <laughs> like, hey, dude, everyone else with headphones on. <laughs> on. Look, it's better to listen to Stand By Me, all right? That, was, that wasn't my team. That wasn't me. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's another great thing about the community of a box. When everyone is getting behind, like, the workouts do suck, and they suck even more sometimes when you're on your own. But when you're with a group and everyone's pushing each other, you've got that little bit of extra energy from everyone, like, even like I do, if I'm working out or doing a session and even they can be doing the same workout, but you're just doing your sessions together at the same time. You just have that little bit more extra energy, that little extra push because you're doing it with someone versus being on your own thinking like, oh man, this sucks. But does the community aspects, does the community aspects still, is it still alive? I mean, it's not what I saw five, six years ago. I feel I sound like a broken record because I've, I've said this a million times to everybody over and over. But again, with all you guys in this room that have CrossFit experience and have been through it and, you know, you're an OG Meg, you know, from back in the day, like before when you'd see the videos and when you see the guys drinking a beer after the workouts yeah, yeah. or whatever, like now it's turned into this exclusive club. I mean, dude, I've seen some pretty, pr- some pretty shady stuff at the boxes and, you know, it's hasn't been as welcoming as what I, I thought. CrossFit, you know, I'm in the class and everyone's going to cheer me on and I'm going to cheer them on and we're going to give each other pats on the back. And it wasn't even like that. The That's only, it, it was nowhere near it. I think it comes, I think it's, yes. <laughs> uh, it's a trickle down kind of a thing. I think it starts with the coach of kind of breeding that atmosphere um, and encouraging that and just kind of setting the expectation. And that's something that was a big struggle when we started the gyms here like six years ago. We were so frustrated that it didn't just happen naturally because where we all came from in our boxes back home, it just kind of was like you just yeah, kind of yeah. gravitate towards the last person working out. And so yeah, here yeah. you'd have people putting their equipment away and it used to piss us all off. But it was like no one ever really kind of talked yeah. about that. But there are friendships and things that are forming within the classes, which I think is so cool to see because of how secluded Kuwait can be as far as social circles and yeah. stuff go. And you get these that's people forming thing. relationships, coming into this class and doing it together. And it's like, I love hearing stories of like, oh, we met at the gym. I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's, or like yeah. even like, yeah, like you said, like, even like when I, if I'm away or something, I have the guys asking, but you're going to send us a workout, right? We, we can still come and train right. and do something, right? Like we can still come to the gym. Like, like say, like the person that usually comes last gets the biggest cheers because everyone comes around and tries and pushes them through. But here, yeah, here like was definitely like <laughs> when I first come here, it was literally I didn't work. All right, cool. My, my bar plates are away. And I'm heading off to the shower. 
now it's sort of gone a little bit full circle where guys are now staying here for an extra hour, hour and two hours, just sitting on the floor around their barbells, chatting and socializing. We have a group of friends already, but everyone seems to, like you say, meet at the gym now and come to the box. In the, like, especially in the UK where I am, like the communities, it just seems to grow with time, gets bigger and better. Because like the more members come, the more people talk about it, they bring their friends, they Word bring their friends. And it's massive, yeah, yeah. yeah. And massive. And, that, and the social aspect of CrossFit gyms is, it can be quite special as well when you have all these people coming from different backgrounds, different sporting backgrounds, different abilities, but they'll come to do workouts together and then they'll stay after as well to say like have a beer, whatever's going on, eat pizza after. Sometimes you may have that going on and just bond and you have this community, like a second family gets built from it. Which is a great I think place it comes, to think. It comes down to the boxer a lot. Like, of the time. Yeah, massively. Like I think it's important for the, like the management, and you see some guys like head coaches who are like say around like uh, like festive times or around like important like religious times, like they all gathering for food. Like in uh, my previous box, we um, would take a for tour together, like during Ramadan, like something like that, just on one occasion. But just everyone like dresses up, everyone's pretty chilled. We set the the boxes out all at twenty inch height, and we've got a nice long table, and everyone's sitting around just chilling out. Like for yes. for once, that's pretty cool. And that's the thing that's is really cool. making time for community events that happen even like outside of yeah, just the workout is is really important for that. But the thing that's also hard here is the turnover of coaches is fairly high. Well, no you know, one wants to come to Kuwait <laughs> or stay in Kuwait. You well, know, you get it, you get a deal in you get a deal in Dubai or you get a deal somewhere else here. It's like, all right, dude, I'm out of here. But that's you part know, of it, you like, know. So they build a little community within that class with that coach, and then that coach is gone, and then it's like kind of you know navigating a new coach again, yeah. and starting all over again. So that's. The community aspect is a little different here as compared to you know, where we. Yeah, where and, we come and again, from. it depends the box as well. Like if the box is just offering CrossFit as a side, right, as a side class, or is it a CrossFit gym? Is that, yeah. yeah, that's where it's it's tough to see that community spirit when you got guys just coming in and out because they just fancy it for today or they saw the work. Oh, it looks cool. Yeah, it's, it's very different in, in the yeah. UK because it's like there's a box and at six p.m. you have only in the in the box is the guys who are doing six p.m. class yeah. and so they're they're like. They own yeah. that place, that yeah. space for that time. That's and then dark, yeah. 6.50, they finish, 7 p.m. guys come in, and, and the then, those, then yeah. It's, yeah, it's their box. Or then. you had the so, guy that did the 6 a.m. class with their scores up on the board, yeah. and the 6 p.m. class going, all right, so this guy got that That's time. That's what I'm going to push the board. against. I missed That's that nice. year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, don't, they don't do that at some of the boxes. Yeah. At um, another box that I that I went to, they do that. They put the scores up yeah, there. Yeah. And I'm I'm the guy that gets pissed yeah. off. If you get my time wrong. Like if you get my time but wrong, yeah, but you don't I, put an RX. Yeah. I'm like, dude, no, right? no, no, man. But then, these are like little goals that That's everyone. Yeah, it's great healthy. I'll, I'll take you on any day of the week, Liam. Yeah. All right, well, in the marathon, I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Let's let's have this conversation then oh, about dear. whether people should put RX yeah, on the yeah. board or not. It's when the whole workout is RX. It's not. I did power cleans at the right weight. And how was your hands going? Really oh, I, I used four ab mats. But, but that's the so thing. So you yeah. didn't RX the workout. You, you RX the weight. You didn't even do a hand right. like, yeah. If you do everything yeah, RX. Yeah, if you do everything. Yeah, I mean, on the board that's a great achievement. Is, is, it, is, it even, is it important to put the RX on Not the board? Not at all. For me, yeah. Yeah, why? Because it's a pissing I contest all the time. I think it's a good little goal for people to reach. Like, okay, this month I want to RX 10 workouts. Or like these little goals that they can work towards. So is it important yeah. for them to put it on the board? I've, it's like a tough yes or no. It's such a to and fro <laughs> thing. Cause my, maybe, my, maybe it's my important idea. to that person. To that yeah. person, yeah. 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 To that person, for I, sure. I know if for me. Yeah. yeah. So my, yeah. my argument would be, and I, I had this argument with the previous head coach as well, and um, like there was people for and against for, for all the reasons we talked about already. Um, but I kind of, I always came around to the point that like when we talk about competitive CrossFit versus CrossFit yeah. for life, and then we're saying about actually 
okay, it's great for the guys who are RX in it and they get to put that next to their name, but the guys who aren't RX in it, like, should they RX it? Should they be trying to RX it? Yeah. So we said about guys who should be doing, but if ring muscle ups, it's like might be 30 ring muscle ups for time. If one person RXs it and they're like, yeah, boom. Yeah. Just Cross he's got one. Yeah, 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 guys. Like, and I think for that mission, like, yeah, take a step back and look at the classes as well. Yeah. Because like so, if, if, I suppose if a CrossFit class has got the only workout for today is Furley Ring Muscle Ups. And only one person can do it. And there's the one guy that's going to be like, got this. It could be like Bar yeah, Muscle Ups, like yeah. 2159, and, like, and then you've got guys doing chest to bars. Mama Free looking at the rings like, yeah, no. Like, and then, so yeah, it's kind of like actually, although it's great for the guys who are RXing, like it's fantastic for them, but I think it should be more interesting. That's where I think, like, yeah, for boxers, they can have that split of, okay, like, this is our competitive class and this is our regular health and fitness class. But I like how you said that but they were basically get, the same programming, but yeah, just that little difference. Can we have... Because there's yeah, been instances too in a lot of the gyms that I've been at where they have like a competitors type class yeah. and then it breeds this kind of elitist attitude yeah, yeah. within the community. So and that's a tough R- line. Yeah, the RX is like something yeah. that is it, yeah. like at a very small level, like it's something that, that makes it breeds, yeah, yeah. makes it and breeds it. And you um, see guys that like, let's say a workout should have been like three or four minutes long guys will go to like the 40 minute mark right just so they can get that rx but it's like you completely missed the, the stimulus and what this workout, workout yeah. was yeah. the same in competition as well yeah. so like should guys go to like should they come first in the scaled or should they come last yeah. in the rx i'd rather like, come last in the rx so, i mean i've had this conversation with rob actually yeah. before and i asked him what I said, if the prize for top of the scaled was like thousand dollars but you're not going to go anywhere with the scaled you know people want to go see the rx and i asked him i said look <laughs> no, no, no no but i said if they're qualifiers to something and i'm competing in it you know if i go rx then i'm within the top 50 so to speak but if i go scaled then i'm automatically out of the top 50 so what should I do? You and to me, to me, I'd rather, <laughs> no, to me, I'd rather stay, I'd, I'd rather stay in that RX weight. If I know there are things that that's the level I want to compete on, that's my choice. Yeah. yeah so so it's, it's individual choice. For yeah, sure. Definitely. I think yeah, it comes like, down to individual. Yeah. When you got kind of, I'm saying not kind of, but if you're the guy that as can do coach, RX and you yeah, go as a, scaled, as a coach. Oh yeah, for sure. No, <laughs> if, if, if you can do RX, like, yeah. But then ultimately, say for example, you got like a, a big competition, say Elfit was just at the weekend, right? We have a big scaled and a big RX, but in RX, you had like handstand walk over obstacle. Like most of the RX guys had never even done that. Most of the RX guys couldn't do it. Um, and so like you might have something like that where someone's like, no problem, or they might not have handstand pushups. They might not have uh, ring muscle ups, but they can do handstand walks just fine. It's like, okay, so they can do the majority of the RX competition. Should they be doing the RX competition? Like, you don't know. Also, it comes down to what they want to do as well. Yeah, massive. Like, if it's their goal and they, they just want to do a competition, have, have fun around people that, like, they enjoy being around, like, I would say go for doing a scale competition. But there's a stigma to scale. When you call it scale, when yeah. you market it as scale, you're, because you're people like you want to RX yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's no shame in scaling a workout. Give it, give it a different name. Market it differently. What would you call it? I would call it, like... But not Less, RX. Lesser AB. No, 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 I, I, I call like, um, I don't know, something. Like, put me on the spot. Thanks, guys. You know what? I'll call it Special everything. Guys. I'll call it the one word that I've been saying this entire show since we started. The average Joe competition. The average Joe. Yeah, something like that. But it's better than saying scaled. There's, yeah. But there's a stigma saying, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like snookers. You know, you guys are British. Snooker. Huh? I played that game a little bit. You mean snooker? snooker. <laughs> I'm completely out of this one. What is snooker? It's, it's like snooker. Pool. Like pool. It's, it's their, oh, it's their okay. rich version of pool. All okay. right? Except they 
they don't they don't they don't have beers. They have like Bacardi or pies. But you know, like when you give someone a handicap, that's kind of what you're saying with the scaled version is it's a handicap. And some people like for me, if you if there was a different name to it. And it wasn't, I didn't see it as something called like a, you know, disadvantage, like, you know, you're lesser than the elites. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I think that's how it's communicated and how it's taught and how it's coached. And so it's, yeah, you're teaching it in like, okay, this is the direction that we're going, but this is the level that we're we're at right now. So it's kind of taking that stigma away from the the teaching aspect of it. Like the next step to get to that that movement you want. This is kind of programmed for the middle of the road. The average, the average Joe is, you know, kind of that RX and you, you go on either side of, of what you need to within that. I mean, in some competitions, they have scaled, then intermediate, then RX, then elite. Yeah. Like, so I think, yeah, like there's some competitions. <laughs> a long day of competition. <laughs> I think there's some, some yeah. large competitions in the yeah. US. I think, yeah. I think maybe Waterpalooza has like, yeah, they've got everything. Yeah. Yeah. They, they even have adaptive athletes. Yeah. 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 Which is, oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's, that's so that's cool amazing. to see the adaptive athletes. That is amazing. Yeah, we have crazy adaptive. to see some of the things that you can do. That's amazing. Like but on that note, I mean, Rob, thanks for joining us, and I oh, hope you come back on, you know, on the show. And, oh, definitely. Yeah, I hope, I hope uh, we didn't scare you off. One question, though. So we're the we're the project, and our project right now is Kuwait, and just getting people more aware of what's out there and everything. So, what's like a project that you're working on? What's your project right now? <laughs> uh, at the moment, at the moment, I would like to try and get myself out there a little bit more, helping and programming for for athletes that do want to maybe try and more the competitive side, definitely of CrossFit. And try and work towards that, but it's like a, it's definitely a slow progress at the moment. Like I've kept a lot of my programming for people very small and intimate because I I believe that if it's personalized programming, it needs to be personalized. It can't be just this is the program, right? Here you go to that guy. Okay, here's number two. You do the same one. Number three, you do the same one. But we could have one guy that's incredible at muscle ups but can't deadlift. But we got the guy that's the complete reverse. So the the program should look completely different, not the same. So like we need to work towards people's individual strengths and weaknesses. But with that, obviously with that comes money and expense as well. So trying to build something where people can follow along something daily, where it's a little bit more for the competitive athlete with options for them as well. But it's trying to build that, yeah, and work towards that. So where can people find you? You can find me, the majority of it's on my Instagram. It's at Scalacci underscore free. It's we'll S- tag that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tough spelling. There's some funny spellings I get a lot of the time. Well, it's better, than, pronunciations it's better it. than getting your name wrong on... Uh, on it's uh, happened for so many years oh, that man, it just goes a, over my head now. The last one was hilarious, though. When I saw that on Instagram, the Roberto... Or whatever. They didn't even use my last name. They used <laughs> Salvatore. Just <laughs> <laughs> made up a name. I was yeah. like, who's this guy? But, but no, seriously, yeah. man, thanks for joining us. And uh, no, it'd be awesome if we, could, if we could have you back on on like how to train like an athlete. You yeah, know, definitely. That would be a really good episode. So, topics you know, are endless. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good topic. We're going to write that down like sometime soon. No, we did. Thanks, buddy. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at the Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.